The spotlight once again shines on the Star Wars fan base after Deadline's most recent interview with Andor slash Rogue One director Tony Gilroy. It was another one of those discussions focusing on the toxicity of the fan base. Once the interview came out, of course, YouTubers and writers published their coverage of the interview, and many are trying to spin this interview as something controversial and saying that Tony went after fans. Not really. I thought Tony gave reasonable answers to the questions that were being asked, and I'll admit I've disagreed with him on more than one occasion in other interviews based on Andor and some other things in Star Wars, so in today's video I want to go over some of Tony's quotes and set the record straight that this was not an attack on the Star Wars fans, rather than a pretty neutral viewpoint from what he has noticed over the years in regards to the fan base's feelings towards Kathleen Kennedy, the company, and the franchise as a whole. And I'll admit, I've been pretty moody lately with the Star Wars content that I've been coming out with on the channel, but today I want to be more chill, but I'm still going to give my thoughts on the state of the franchise and Tony's interview. So, let's get into it. Since starting this channel about six months ago now, one of the goals I have strived for is to be a channel that isn't always focused on being negative and always complaining and ranting about things. And when looking back at all the content that I've created so far, I would say most of it has been pretty balanced. There's good reviews and happy nostalgia content, and then there are some videos where I'm voicing my frustration and maybe being a little ranty with things. And sadly, it seems like a lot of my Star Wars content has been of me voicing and ranting about many things regarding the franchise. Now, I don't regret making that content because I do truly believe the franchise is in a rough spot and I'm not happy with the way things are, so I'm just being honest. But I really try to be a moderate. I like looking at both sides of the equation and analyzing both sides of anything in a debatable situation. And I think we are going to see that side of me come out in this video. So like I said, today I'll be defending Tony's most recent Star Wars related interview. And I'll also explain some things that I have disagreed with in regards to his comments and beliefs with Star Wars in the past. So here's the first quote where he's looking at the comments that Kathleen Kennedy sees every day and that he was shocked to see this happen. It was shocking on Rogue One because I didn't really have any exposure when Rogue happened and everything that happened. I was really blown back by what was going on and this that I hadn't paid attention to. So I knew about it when I came back. I knew what to expect. Now honestly, I don't remember much controversy or criticism about Kathleen Kennedy back in 2016. At least for me, my issues really started to begin with her in Star Wars at the end of 2017 when The Last Jedi came out. Rogue One was a fantastic movie, and I never had any issue with The Force Awakens, which came out in 2015, so technically the sequel trilogy started before Rogue One. Yes, Episode 7 feels much too similar to Episode 4, but I give this movie, the start of the sequels, a pass because to me, it was a simple adventure, fun movie that introduced us to the characters and the storyline that would play out in the next two films. And yeah, I could go back and criticize things like Rey being more powerful than Kylo Ren and beating him in every encounter, but this movie is nowhere close to the amount of controversy that we would get in the next two movies. Tony also understands the passion that the fandom community shows for Star Wars, noting that this love is something that you really have to pay attention to. This is what he said. You have to realize about that community that their passion, they love this thing so much, the hardcore deepest you have within that community of Shiites and Sunnis and Kurds, and you have all kinds of people who have different, but their love of the show and the love of what it means to them is something that you really have to pay attention to. Now, I know this quote seems a little bit confusing. In the interview, he was going on kind of comparing Muslim religion to the Star Wars fan base. Kind of a weird example, but I do, I think I understand what he's going for here. 
He's basically saying that people may support the same belief system or have the same gods, but they have different opinions on how to go about supporting, worshipping, and interpreting their religions and gods. And I think that's totally true in Star Wars. You have many different types of fans. You have hardcore fans, you have chill fans. You know, the chill fans maybe only like certain things, or other types of chill fans just are happy with any kind of content they get that's Star Wars related. And then again, looking back at hardcore fans, you know, those are the ones, and I guess I'm one of them that really wants to stick to the lore and see more of those main elements of what makes Star Wars Star Wars and not just a generic space film or space franchise. The next quote is about Gilroy's main focus when developing his material and it's to never be cynical about it and making sure that the material is treated with respect and the seriousness it deserves. This is what he said. So my attitude has been, and the attitude of the show is, as much as we are far out there as we get, and as much as we bend the tone and the idea, we can never ever be cynical about it. We have to take it more seriously than anybody's ever taken it. We're never winking, we're never kidding. This is another Tony quote that I agree with. Tony has done a pretty good job with his work in Star Wars. Again, remember, he was hired on the fix Rogue One, and it is honestly one of the best Star Wars films ever. And Andor is a solid show. I personally think it's a bit overrated, but that could also be because I am both mad and jealous that Andor has better writing and production value compared to some of the other Star Wars shows out there like The Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi. I don't think any of the creative heads at Disney, including Kathleen Kennedy, are trying to be evil super bad villains and trying to be cynical with the way they are creating content. The word I would rather use is ignorant. Their biggest issue is that they want to forget about the first 40 years of Star Wars and just focus on everything since like 2015, you know, when the sequel started and everything else that Disney has come out with with their own version of Star Wars. And for whatever reason, they just forget about or choose to forget about the 40 years of fans and generations of fans that want to see their favorite characters and stories be included in future movies and shows and even at the hotels and theme parks. They are barely doing any of this and even most of the new content they have created has been controversial. So if any fans or workers at the company, if they're wondering why so many fans are upset, well here it is, here's a big reason for it. I don't see why it's hard to understand why some people aren't happy. Here's another quote from Gilroy on Andor, and that the show features a mix of people who aren't very familiar with Star Wars along with diehard fans, and explaining that the marriage of knowledge and history combined with a desire to take the story somewhere good. This is his quote. And so we have this mix of people who know nothing about Star Wars on our show, and then we have a bunch of people on the show that are huge nerds, and it's the marriage of knowledge and history mixed with a real ambition to take it someplace else with a, hopefully, respect. I want to respect that audience. Now this is where I'll start to go after Tony a little bit, but first off, I will say this. In order to work on a Star Wars project in any capacity, you don't need to be the biggest fan in the world. You don't need to watch every bit of content, every movie, every episode of every show, or play every single game and read every novel and comic out there. However, you need to have some kind of idea of what the franchise is. You need to have some knowledge of the different eras, the lore, the characters, anything that you're, especially the ones that are going to be featured in the content you're making. And it's honestly been driving me nuts lately that there are tons of writers, directors, and producers out there that just want to ignore the books, games, and other lore sources for franchises even outside of Star Wars. This has caused issues in franchises like The Witcher and Halo. 
And Tony himself made some interesting comments that did trigger fans leading up to the release and even after the release of Andor. He did an interview with SFX Magazine once and basically said that he's not a fan of Star Wars. He never elaborated on that, but then went on to admit that he went on Wikipedia to read up on Star Wars lore. Again, why are fans worried and upset? Because Disney slash Lucasfilm is hiring people who A, don't care about Star Wars to lead projects, and B, aren't educated on the lore and the history of the franchise. But honestly, Gilroy does make sense to be the guy to lead Andor, since it's a spinoff of Rogue One, which he helped fix and make into a successful movie, and one of the best pieces of Star Wars content ever. And I do actually appreciate Tony going out and doing his own research, but also like, really Lucasfilm? Do we not have anybody at the company that could help fill him in on things? Honestly, there could be and should be a team of people who take care of all the lore and can help the directors and the writers and the producers and the actors help them understand the lore and and these eras and all these different concepts in Star Wars. Dave Filoni's work always hits because he knows the lore. He knows and understands all the elements that make it Star Wars. Why is that? Well, okay, he was basically taught everything by George Lucas, but again, that's why it makes sense for him to be in charge of Star Wars over anyone else, in my opinion. So let me go over these last two quotes so we could begin to wrap up here. Taking things back to Kathleen Kennedy, he made it clear that he doesn't envy the job that she has, considering all the comments she gets over the internet. Here's what he said. Now, I do read what they, there's no way doing it and not being controversial. There's no way it's impossible and like Kathleen Kennedy's job is like, you don't want to be Kathy ever up on the internet. It's just what she goes through and what they, and it's been on for years. Now, I'm sorry, this is where I'm getting these quotes from this article. I don't know if he was skipping through things or whatever, but, uh, you know, this is just, again, the gist of the quotes here. And the last quote, he does commend Kathleen Kennedy for having pretty thick skin in that endeavor, and that he also noted that the comments don't force many changes to the material he and the team develop behind the scenes. This is what he said. Yeah, you gotta have pretty thick skin to do that, but I pay attention. I don't think we made any real adjustments because of it, but it's been interesting to watch. I'm not surprised by anything he's saying here, especially this last quote about them not making changes. I know they're not listening to the fan base because I'm sure there were some people out there, but I don't think many people were like, oh my God, you're gonna do a show on Boba Fett or oh, you're doing a Kenobi show? Sure, maybe some people were hesitant or not a fan of it or not interested, but like, I think a lot of people were excited to see more Kenobi and, you know, the original actors come back and, you know, Boba Fett has been a legendary character who hardly has much screen time or anything, but the Mandalorian helped change that and then his show helped change that. But the way they made these shows, it's like people didn't, just didn't like it it's the way they wrote these things it's not that people hated all their ideas it's just there was so much controversy and things that a lot of us didn't like and look as cool as it would be to be in charge of star wars it probably sucks just as much because no matter what you do you'll never make everyone happy and let's face it the internet is a toxic dumping ground and i do agree that there is a chunk of the fan base that is toxic and a bunch of jerks like, okay, we get it that you don't like Ray or Reva. I have my issues with them too. But let's cool it with the always claiming that it's a diversity hire and because she's female. Yeah, you know what? Maybe Disney is forcing these characters a bit because they want to bring on some impactful characters that are women and or are in a minority group. And there's really nothing wrong with those goals. It's just the way they are writing and creating these stories and characters that people don't like. A lot of people like to call Ray a Mary Sue. 
Now, I don't think they're wrong per se, but what bothers me is that people take these opinions and they run with them and they stick with this and they'll just constantly talk about this one thing and just be arrogant all the time. And it bothers me because there's more wrong with the sequel trilogy than just issues with one specific character. And my final thoughts on Kathleen Kennedy, now look, I don't want to see the woman get bullied, harassed, or threatened. Personally, I'm just going to say it, I would like to see someone else be in charge of Star Wars at this point. Dave Filoni is my number one candidate. And you know what? Kathleen Kennedy has said and done some dumb things. I've talked about it in other videos. You know, one thing I haven't really talked about before is that comment that she made about the Force being female. She got a lot of backlash for that. And it's like... I get the criticism because I'm like, that's that's a dumb comment. And like, yeah, you're going to get a rebuttal from people for saying something like that. And when you make pushy comments like that to an already ticked off fan base, what do you think is going to happen? And as much as I'm pissed off at her and some of the others at Lucasfilm and Disney for screwing up this franchise, I'm going to be a good but grumpy human being about it. I've been pissed off about the state of Star Wars for a while now, but I don't want to be mad 24-7 about it or have a channel that just makes content complaining about it all the time. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is tough to be a Star Wars fan these days. I do think changes need to happen, but my final remark goes to all of you writers and content creators out there that like to just add fuel to the fire. Don't spin stories that don't need to be spun. This was a good interview by Tony Gilroy. He was honest and, in my opinion, pretty fair and neutral with his comments. And yes, we could be frustrated with Star Wars and we have the right to voice our opinions, but let's do it the right way. Well, that's all I have for today. Thanks for watching, and let me know your thoughts in the comments. I'm curious to know what you guys think. And shout out to everybody that's subbed to the channel. If you aren't, well, why not give me a shot? Go check out some of my other content. I really would appreciate it. You can also find me on Twitter and TikTok at analyze this underscore YT. Thanks again for watching, and take care.